بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا ما علمتنا وزدنا علما وعملا اللهم نور قلوبنا بعلمك واستعمل ابداننا لطاعتك ووفقنا لما تحب وترضى من القول والعمل والنيه والهدى انك على كل شيء قدير يا وهاب يا وهاب يا وهاب يا فتاح يا فتاح يا فتاح يا جبار يا جبار يا جبار قال الله سبحانه وتعالى إنهم فتية آمنوا بربهم وزدناهم هدى وقال تعالى ومن يهدي الله فهو المهتدي صدق الله العظيم Beloved elders and brothers mothers and sisters dear guests and dear honorable علماء السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Alhamdulillah, it is not a, we, we have not had a shortage of lectures and talks. And now we have the final uh, gathering here. Mulana Badruddin was supposed to be giving the final remarks and dua. Unfortunately, was not able to um, arrive in time today to America. Inshallah, hopefully, ta'ala, he arrives tomorrow with Afia. Um, so we are not going to be able to benefit from him in this gathering. Um, so I've been asked to share some words here in this, in this spot. As I've been meeting and mingling with the crowd. Uh, for the past couple of days, I've seen and heard, alhamdulillah, uh, very inspiring, beautiful stories of the men and youth, and I'm sure the both women and girls as well, who have come from various parts of the country, and uh, and have come. Many of them have come first time, and her, uh, and one sentiment I've heard many from many is that these are certain talks that we've heard 20 years ago, 30 years ago, back at home from India and Pakistan that we haven't heard these talks uh, and these topics being spoken about uh, so um, clearly um, and without being ashamed, without watering things down uh, since we've come here, since we've come to America. And those, the youth themselves, of course, many of them haven't heard any of these uh, topics spoken about in this manner. Although, deep down in their heart, they recognize and realize that what is being said is true. MashaAllah, I am thankful to Allah Azza wa Jal. Every talk that happened, 55 minutes to an hour, I haven't seen a single talk from Friday till now in which people, more than one or two people stood up to maybe use a restroom. Even that was not really not happening. Every single talk, 50, 60 minutes, from beginning to end, the entire crowd sits. If people had a problem, had an issue, they would stand up and say, I can't stand this, I'm gonna leave. But we haven't seen that. Because what, we, what is spoken about is the truth. It's the haqq. And if you are in fitrah, you will like the truth. You are in fitrah, your heart will gravitate towards the truth. That's how Allah Azza wa created us. That we naturally gravitate towards that which is haq. As long as haq will be spoken, there will always be a group of people who will, who will, who have not, whose fitrah has not been altered yet. And who will gravitate towards that. But if the haq begins to change itself in order to appease the audience, then we're going to be in a big problem. If the truth, or if Allah were to follow the whims and the desires of the people, then there will be open chaos in the heavens and the earth. And so this is not how it's supposed to be. Islam cannot bend down and bow down to the dictates and the demands of progressives, of liberals, and of the modern Muslim. And the truth will always remain atop. However, the truth may not always have the most adherence. Probably, most definitely this is, could be said, that throughout these centuries, 
there may be very few times, if any, probably to my knowledge, I don't know of any time, but our historians can say better, where the most dominant religion in the entire world, just initially maybe during the era of Khilafah of Umar radiallahu anhu, a little bit after that, where you'd say the vast majority of the Muslim world, oh, oh sorry, the vast majority of the populated world was Muslim. Yes, there were times when more than 50% was under Muslim rule. True. But how many times can you say in the world where majority of the world were people of Iman? Possibly never. And definitely not now, even though we are 1.8 billion, but now we've reached 8. And then as we're moving forward closer to the Day of Judgment, that number of, of Muslims may increase, and, but the population is also increasing. And the number of truly adherents, as Mawlana mentioned, the ones who think the way a Muslim thinks, that number most definitely keeps on decreasing. The ones who practice their basic fundamental of salah. I mean, without salah, what, what, what Islam is left? That number keeps on decreasing. So if we have a mentality, my beloved friends, that we are gonna go with the flow, we're gonna go where majority is, majority is gonna go in the opposite direction. We cannot tell ourselves that we will follow what majority says. We have to ensure that we stay steadfast with the truth, even if that is more than likely going to be with a minority. Because right now, it has become a numbers game in this country and beyond. We always focus, may Allah forgive me if I ever focused on that, and may Allah forgive you if you ever focused on that, that the mere presence of a lot of numbers does not mean anything. Because some of the most un-Islamic events will have the most numbers. Uh, to find, I don't know what the final numbers are for Hajj this year, that are going to be allowed to go. But we do, we do have heard of the largest open rave, open, uh, open club, open night, open rave party in the entire world happened in a Muslim land. 850,000 people gathered together to sing and dance on drugs to music together. The presence of 850,000 people in a Muslim land, how does that make that something for you and I to be proud of? For you and I to feel that, subhanAllah, this was amazing. It doesn't. Number, this is not a numbers game. So as, if we talk about a conference, Fulan conference, how many people showed up there? 50,000, 25,000. Okay, but what was being spoken about there? What was the agenda? What was the environment? If the environment and the agenda was not in accordance with the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, then no matter how many people showed up, it means nothing. We, had, we are having all sorts of gatherings nowadays over food ribs and steaks and burgers. This is what the Ummah is running after. Someone told me of a, of a gathering of, of, of ribs, rib, yeah, you know, a rib festival. And they said, SubhanAllah, 25 to 30,000 people over a weekend. 25 to 30,000 people over a weekend to eat halal ribs. And they contacted said, can we use the Dar es parking lot for this type of event? I said, no brother, this is not what this masjid has been built for. To host 30,000 people eating ribs. No, this is not the maqsad. Yes, it's a lot of people that come see the masjid. So what? If you have an open air concert over here, more people will come. This is not the maqsad. We have to look, understand that this is not a numbers game. So because why I'm saying this to you is that as you move forward, you'll start seeing that the people who, who will speak the talks that you heard in the past two days, that number was already so less. And that number will continue to dwindle more than likely. The number of masjids, the number of Islamic programs in which these type of discussions will happen openly, that will continue to dwindle. You'll say, my local masjid, when are we going to ever have a talk like this? That's your decision. You need to make that happen. But you might have an entire city that won't have any one of these talks that we spoke about in this past two days. But that doesn't affect the truth. That does not affect the truth. The truth will always remain 
high. Allah Azza wa Jal, you know, He has made this place a Darul Imtihan. And if every single, if, if, if majority would be on the truth and everyone is going with the flow and it's all leading to Jannah, then it would not be an Imtihan. The imtihan is when 85% of the ummah is going one direction, 15% is going that direction, and you're like, where do I go? Where do I go? Where do I go? That's tough. That aspect that you cannot blindly follow, you blindly follow, you say, obviously I'm going to go with 85%. And then you fail. You have to really look at the, you know when you have these trick questions on the exam, you know, it seems that uh, A and A is the most obvious answer, and you know that that's usually not what it is, but it seems to be most obvious answer in your market. Move on, quick, quick, quick. That's how a, how a, Hey, let's move forward, please. Please move forward. Everyone wants to come in for the dua and whatnot. So if you can be kind enough to allow everyone to come in, be nice. Please move forward, inshallah. There's space here at the front, space on the sides. All our volunteers, may Allah bless them and reward them, who have been working so hard. SubhanAllah. This is, uh, this is their time for them to at least come and benefit and join for the final few remarks and the dua as well. Right, so Alright, so The idea is that uh, We have to I want to walk away with all of us uh, Being accustomed To following the truth Even if the number of adherence to that Is few and few And uh, The society is just not looking at it Because I talked about yesterday What are we judging Success on what are we judging? Qubuliya on what are we ju- judging? Acceptance on is on hits, on likes, online, on social media. As famous someone who's famous, you heard Azad Maulana's talk, mashallah, what powerful, alhamdulillah, pieces of advice he shared. And he is this teacher of so many ulama who are sitting in this gathering, including Maulana Dr. Mateen. He's taught so many of them for the past many, many decades. He's a, he's a, a classmate of my own ustad and, 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 and principal of, of Darulum Zakaria. And yet, you're not going to find him on social media. You're not going to find any videos of his and views. You're not going to find fan clubs. But imagine how many hundreds of students he has graduated as ulama. But the world next door doesn't know. But you have someone who is a celebrity, there'll be no place to sit. This is what I'm trying to say. We can't look at these things. Let's walk away from this retreat with this one main point. That the criteria of success is that as how much is it in line with the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That's it. If it's not in line with the Sunnah of Rasulullah, we throw it out. I want to share with you verses of the Quran that speak on this topic of majority. Alright? And this is beautiful. Just listen to me as I recite these verses where Allah Azza wa uses the word majority in the Quran. Akthar, which means majority. A'udhu billahi min shaitan rajim Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Yaqur Allah Ta'ala. Walakin akhtharahum la ya'lamun. وأكثرهم الفاسقون وأكثرهم لا يعقلون وأكثرهم الكافرون وأكثرهم للحق كارهون وأكثرهم كاذبون بل أكثرهم لا يؤمنون ولكن أكثرهم يجهلون ولا تجد أكثرهم شاكرين وما يتبع أكثرهم إلا ظن وإن الظن لا يغني من الحق شيئا ولكن أكثرهم لا يشكرون وما يؤمن أكثرهم بالله إلا وهم مشركون وما كان أكثرهم مؤمنين فأعرض أكثرهم فهم لا يسمعون وإن تطع أكثر من في الأرض يضلوك عن سبيل الله ولكن أكثر الناس لا يؤمنون وما أكثر الناس ولو حرصت بمؤمنين فبا أكثر الناس إلا كفورا أم تحسب أن أكثرهم يسمعون ويعقلون إنهم إلا كالأنعام بل هم أضل سبيلا All of these verses, you figured it out Every single word, has, every single one of these verses speaking about 
majority. And every single verse was speaking about majority in an absolutely negative context. That the majority do not have any knowledge. The majority are open transgressors. The majority do not understand. The majority are open sinners. The majority hate the truth. The majority are liars. The majority do not believe. The majority are ignorant. You will find the majority are not going to be grateful. Majority only follow their whims and desires. Majority are not grateful. Majority of them do not believe in Allah except rather that they are mushrik. Majority are, are, do not have iman. Majority have turned their face away and do not listen. If you were to obey the majority of those who are on earth, they would mislead you from the path of Allah. However, the majority of the people do not believe. Majority of the people, O oh Rasulullah, as much as you try, will not believe in your message. Majority of the people have decided to turn away. Do you think the majority listen and understand? Nay, they are majority are like livestock. Rather, they are more astray than livestock. This should give you and I some strength and understanding. We cannot be running after numbers. Now look what's on the other hand. Allah Azza wa Jal speaks about minority, qalil, small numbers. He says, وَقَلِيلٌ مِّنْ عِبَادِيَ الشَّكُورِ وَإِنَّ كَثِيرًا مِّنَ الْخُلَطَاءِ لَيَبْغِي بَعْضُمْ عَلَىٰ بَعْضِ إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِنُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ وَقَلِيلٌ مَّهُمْ وَالسَّابِقُونَ السَّابِقُونَ أُولَئِكَ الْمُقَرَّبُونَ فِي جَنَّاتِ النَّعِيمِ ثُلَّةٌ مِّنَ الْأَوَّلِينَ وَقَلِيلٌ مِّنَ الْآخِرِينَ so when you see the word qalil being used, you're hearing about qalil that few are my, uh, worship, uh, are my, are my uh, thanksgiving servants. Few of, of my servants are people of iman. Few of my servants are people of faith. So this is what we need to understand. Because you know why? Whenever we speak on these topics, people say, Brother, kya kare? what should we do? The halat, you know, the school system is like this. What should we do? This type of, of mentality will make you drown quicker than you need to. And will take your kids down quicker than they need to die. This is not the type of mentality we have to have. We have to say we will do anything and everything, even if we are the last man standing, we will be the last man standing. We're not saying, oh, everyone's dead, so let's kill ourselves. How does that work? Right? If, you, if Allah gave you the strength to be able to see what others are blind from, come on, thank Allah for that. No one's, people around you do not see the flaws of the public school system. Don't see the flaws of sending off their sons and daughters to the opposite ends of the country and letting them dorm for years, Allahu Alam knowing, knowing not what they do. That's what majority say. Why do you have to fall into that trap? Why can't you say, no, we will choose to lead our life differently. We will choose to lead our life in a different manner. You heard the talks on cell phones. You heard social media. You heard music, right? You heard gender interaction. All of these so-called hot topics. Majority are going in one direction. I am, I'm asking all of you to stand up and say, we will do what's right. Even if our parents don't support us, our siblings don't support us, our in-laws don't support us, people on our street don't support us, people in our masjid don't support us, does not make a difference because we are not leading our life for these people. And these are not the people going to be asking us the questions in the grave. We don't owe it to these people. We owe it to Allah. We owe it to our Prophet ﷺ. We have to do what's right, not what's comfortable, what's acceptable, or what's expected from us by the people. If you follow the people, if you follow the people, my brothers and sisters, as you're listening to these verses, they will definitely mislead you. Anytime you see haram in our community, for every marriage that is being done in a haram manner, for every single type of dancing and music, mixing, nonsense, expenses, out the roof that are being spent on marriages, that's what is the norm. Why do you have to follow that? Why do you not only not do that, but don't show up to those weddings? 
Yes, say we're not, we're not going to come. Oh, you're busy? No, I'm not busy. Actually, I'm just going to be you know, swatting flies at home. But I'm not going to participate in something like that. Right? I'm not going to participate in something like that. This is not how we roll. We do what's right. When are we going to stand up and speak the truth? So many people are telling me, how come we don't hear these talks out in our own communities? How come? Because you know why? People are not willing to stand up and speak. If this crowd right here, there's so many ulama sitting here. If you and I just stand, take a stand and say, khalas, that's it. We're going to speak. No one said to be mean. No one said to insult people. No one said to make fun of people. Just stand up and speak the truth. Don't worry about it. Don't sit there and water things down. Because this is a khiyana. This is not, it doesn't ever belong to me in the first place. This is from the deen of Allah Azza wa that you and I are representing. We have no right to water things down. You got to give it as you've received it. That's our responsibility. And it's the responsibility of all those who attended these talks to go and inspire your own community members, the leaders of your community, the presidents of your masjids, the board members of your institutions, to say, you know what? Enough is enough of watering things down in the deen. Oh, but no one's going to show up. It's okay. More space for me in paradise. <laughs> Not joking, right? But the point is, like, you got to follow the truth. What's the point of just saying we got to get people in the door? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, this attendance and audience that we've seen this year is unlike we've ever seen in the past years of our retreats. Those of you who are regulars here, you've seen, alhamdulillah, we haven't seen this. Every single talk, mashallah, tabarak wa ta'ala, the masjid has been, people have been sardined in. They keep on telling me to say, come, I don't know where, unless you want to come here, right? But they keep on saying, just keep on coming forward. There's no space. MashaAllah, tabarak wa ta'ala. This is great. But when, when there's, we didn't hold ourselves back in speaking. All the speakers spoke, mashaAllah, based on what they thought they had to share. They openly shared with you. And look, the numbers didn't go, dwindle away. You didn't see buses leaving. The people want to hear the truth. They want to hear the real truth. We all need to go back to our communities with this resolve that inshallah we will stand up for the truth. We'll invite towards the truth. We'll have programs about the truth. And if five people show up, so be it. We'll go. You know what brothers and sisters, the pie is so big. I promise you. All these discussions about oh, on a Twitter and stuff, all this stuff between Muslim groups, you know who's part of that? That's the few percent. There's people, you know the so-called celebrity scholars that we talk about? Guess what? I'm telling you, not even 10% of the ummah knows them. There's people who've come to our programs. I'm like, oh, you know, you know, you can listen to such and such scholar. He's got a great talk on this. They look at me like, who's that? I'm like, you X, Y, Z, none of them? No. We, we just you show, you gave a khutbah in our masjid, or someone was there and they told us to come to this winter intensive. So we just showed up here. This is your normal Muslim. He has no idea about what, who speaks at a conference. He's normal Muslim. I promise you, normal Muslim has not attended a conference of America. Forget a retreat. He hasn't ever attended a conference. These 50,000, 25,000, what is that? We're looking at 7, 8, 9, 10 million Muslims. Where is those 10 million Muslims? They're at conferences? The most liberal conference there. These people are not there. That's our pie. Instead of fighting and arguing amongst yourselves, let's go to the people who have no idea about the deen. They don't even know their name is an Arabic name. And that their dad was a Muslim. They don't know that. Let's go work on them. And mashallah, you see how many reverts are coming towards the deen. This past Ramadan, so many people accepted Islam here and elsewhere. They're ready. They, they don't want the junk. They said, you know what? If we wanted jahiliyyah, we would stay the non-Muslim. We want the real truth and nothing but the truth. And they will inshallah be our best representatives of Islam. They will become the best ulama inshallah. They will become the best du'at. Give them the platform. Go, before you get them the platform, go grab them from where they are. Find the new Muslims. Find the 
I, you know, people who are just simply didn't get good exposure and are away from the deen. Go grab them. And they don't, they're not going to sit there and say, remove the barrier. They're not going to come and say, put on music. They're not going to come and say any of this stuff. They're saying, I gave up my jahiliyyah and I want to remain a true Muslim. Tell me, tell me, how? And mashallah, I've seen many instances of people like this. One of my colleagues, beautiful classmates, amazing person, mashallah, he's an imam in South America doing great work, made a huge sacrifice, left his wife and his, left his mom and dad, took his wife there, they, spoke, they learned the local language, his children all speak the local language, they established an Islamic school, Hif school, alim course, meat, multiple meat, halal meat stores, all sorts of things. And where did this classmate come from? He was a disc jockey in a nightclub. One of the Jamaat brothers somehow grabbed him. Brought him, went, took, him to Ish, took him to the masjid for the weekend Jamaat. From there he went for three days. From there he went for a little bit and he ended up in a madrasa. My classmate, I had so many examples. So many examples of people who were hardcore clubbers. And they became the most amazing of ulama. That's how big the pie is. We need to stop arguing amongst ourselves. We need to stop pointing fingers at one another and say, Khalas, go and work on that other ummah. All of us, you are all connected to such people who have nothing to do with the masjid. Go work on them. Bring them to the retreats. Bring them to the ijtima'at. Bring them to the tafsirs. Bring them to the ulama. Connect them. And you will see, inshallah, they will go way beyond you and I. They're waiting. They need someone to go grab them. This is our message. That we need to not be affected by our numbers. This year we had a great attendance. Alhamdulillah. Next year, Allahu Alam. I hope we have greater. But if we don't, that doesn't mean what we're speaking is wrong. Get this out of your mind. Get this out of your mind. That we will judge the topic based on how many people show up. If one great scholar comes, Alhamdulillah. I hear this again. My Ustad Mura Abbas, mashallah, was in, in, in Canada. And so one brother was saying, 30 people are sitting for his talks. He's been teaching hadith for 35, 40 years. And they're, they're bored. They said, Hi, this is a small program. We want big name. By big name. Bra program, Chay. We need big program. Big names. That's what the boards think. So that my appeal to the young people here is instead of complaining about the boards, you need to yourself do something. Become educated. Learn. And take responsibility of the board. Buy your way in. Speak your way in. Do whatever you can. Because I promise you, some of the biggest obstacles of deen right now in this country are the board members of different places. No understanding of deen, and they don't, they don't have deen, and they don't want deen to be flourishing also. I've had so many various different types of interactions. And I'm shocked at the fact that how, there is an amana. If you're a board member, you have to have certain requirements to run a place. I'll share with you an incident of Mona Rashid Ahmad Gungohi, rahimullah. It's mentioned that when Dar al-Ulum Dioban started, it was started in the village of Dioband. And the people of Dioband said, the villagers said, we would like to be on the board. This is a new Darloom here. Can we please be on the board? And uh, they, uh, Monana said, no. Uh-uh. This is an institution of knowledge. You cannot be on the board. So, but they kept on insisting. So then, Monana Thani, and some other ulama said, you know what? It's not, is it worth it a fight? These people really want to be on the board. Can we just give them one, two seats? We have eight, nine of us. There's two of them. The villagers are not going to be able to. Uh, outvote us. What an amazing example our fountainhead of knowledge said. Murashid Ahmad he said, if you want them to come on the board, I would rather we shut down Darul Uloom than have them come on the board. Why? Is it an ego issue? Huh? Self-esteem issue? What is it? Nope. He said, this Darul Uloom is an amana. 
It is an institution of ilm where the, uh, where, where the wiratha of Rasulullah is being distributed. We cannot have people who are not deserving the title of being a board member of this place take this amana of Rasulullah and take responsibility of that. If we do so, we have done khiyana. We ourselves have become treacherous against the amana of Rasulullah. Who am I to allow a non scholar to come run a madrasa? That was he saying basically. If, I, if you want to do that, then I would rather close down the madrasa than break a principle. This is something that I, I want all of us to understand. We are wedded for life to principles. Usul and the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Hazrat Mufti Taqi Uthmani, Dawud Barakatuhum. When we visited him and we shared with him all the various changes that are happening in today's madrasas and seminaries in this country, all the weird things are happening. Things that you never expected to happen in an Islamic center are happening in seminaries, are happening in madrasas of today in America. He was slumped out on his chair. He was tired. When he heard it, he literally sat up, startled, shocked, couldn't believe that these are the type of mixed gender environments are being created within our institutions of knowledge. And the type of permissibility that has been given to all sorts of people can dress anyhow, anywhere, hair exposed, come sit, no problem. No problem. Satar, brother, this is not an issue of niqab. It's an issue of your satar. Your hair is satar. How is that possible to, be, to have me sitting next to a man? How is it possible for me to take a picture of a sister whose hair is exposed and use it to advertise my Arabic program? Tell me which maktab, which madhab in the entire world gives permissibility for this. Which group of ulama would give permissibility of this? But when marketing gives permissibility of it, that that's how you get the big share of the market. Big share of the market is people who don't follow the deen or who, or who don't follow this level. And it's like, yeah, I have my hair exposed, who cares? And now to make us likable to that group, I'm gonna do something haram, take a picture of someone who is exposing her satar, put it on a flyer and post it, post it out there. Hazrat Mufti Saab, when he heard this, his heart sank. He said, what's going on? If this is happening, the gist of what he's saying, if this is happening in the dini institutions, what are you going to expect is going to happen in the rest of the world? What's going to happen to the random masjid? And at that time, he mentioned to me at the end of the majlis, said something so powerful of what his father, Hazrat Mufti Shafi, rahmatullah had mentioned. He said, Ye madrasa, humne madrasa khola hai, dhanda nahi khola hai. جب تک کہ اصول کے حساب سے ہم چلا سکیں گے مدرسہ کو چلاتے رہیں گے اور جب اصول کو توڑنا پڑے گا تو ہم مدرسہ بند کر دیں گے right? he said my father said that we have opened up a madrasa not a business that's a big question what are you opening right now what are you supporting are you supporting a business or are you supporting a true madrasa of Rasulullah ask yourself where are you attending are you attending a business model are you a business conference or are you attending a true representation of the efforts of our ulama in preserving the sunnah of the Prophet He said, my father said, as long as you can run that madrasa on the principles of deen, we run it. But as soon as you are forced to break the principles, you shut it down. Because this is not a business, this is a madrasa. And so all of us go back to your communities and understand that your masjid, your madrasa, your Islamic school is a deeni institution, it's not a business. If you can't run it properly, shut it down. Yeah. Because it's better not to have something than rather have something wrong. Hazrat Mufti Saab over here, Mufti Rahman Saab, he mentions a beautiful point, which he, he says, He said, to not have deen is better than having the wrong distorted deen.
It's better to not be religious than to be irreligious, to have a wrong type. That's a bid'ati. Those people are involved in bid'ah. Big problem. Because they don't repent. They feel what they're doing is right and everyone else is wrong. Someone who's a sinner, he says, man, I'm a sinner. Give, make dua, one day I'll change. But the one who's doing completely wrong things, he said, all of you are wrong. You need to become like me. So that's the issue. We're seeing in so many parts of the country and beyond that today we're in an era of baddini, where deen is being distorted. Quran and hadith is being distorted and being misrepresented. You and I cannot be like little sheep following blindly. I implore all of you to ask Allah to give you that nur, to give you that iman, to be able to understand what's haq and what's batil. That era has come where Rasulullah has said, and I will conclude with our theme of this retreat, where Rasulullah said, Kayfa bikum? What will happen to you in one narration? What will happen when your women will become open transgressors? They will go, they will cross all over bound, all bounds. And your men and young men will become open sinners. jihadakum, and you will stop sacrificing for the deen. They said, Ya Rasulullah, will this ever really happen? And the Prophet ﷺ took an oath. He said, I swear by that being, I swear in the name of that being in whose hands lies my life, worse than this shall happen. And they said, what could be possibly worse than that? He said, how will it happen when you will stop? When you all will stop inviting towards good and forbidding from evil. What we're doing right now. Stop inviting towards good, stop prohibiting from evil. The companions couldn't believe it. Ya Rasul, is this really gonna happen? I swear by that being in whose hand lies my life, worse than this shall happen. What could be worse than that? What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen when you Muslims will start regarding vice as virtue and virtue as vice? All these topics that you have heard in the past weekend. And if you just showed up right now, I implore you to use this tomorrow and the rest of the week to listen one day, one lecture. It's all, all already online on our Masjid DS YouTube channel. Listen to them. They were amazing. Alhamdulillah, each of my colleagues and our guests spoke in the most awesome manner, eloquent manner on topics that we usually don't hear. And so what was common in these topics? What's the common theme of this retreat? Those things that we regarded as evil are now regarded as not just acceptable, but virtuous. Virtuous. Rasulullah already told us that's going to happen. They say, Ya Rasulullah, is this really going to happen? He said, worse than this is going to happen. He said, what course, what course is this going to happen? That, subhanallah, كَيْفَ بِكُمْ إِذْ أَمَرْتُمْ بِالْمُنْكَرُ What will happen when you will encourage one another to do evil? You means not outsiders, we as Muslims. We will encourage one another to do what's evil and prohibit one another from righteousness. They said, Ya Rasulullah, is this going to happen? And he said, much worse than this can happen. The long hadith, and the last words of this hadith is, where Allah Azza wa Jal says, Allah Azza wa Jal says, Be halaft, I've taken an oath. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I've taken an oath upon myself. I've taken an oath upon myself that I will place a put such a fitna upon such group of people. Such a trial, such confusion that even the most intelligent people from amongst them will be lost and will not know how to get out. Have we not reached that era, my friends? People are lost. People don't even know how to get out. People don't even understand what's going on. And this is the prophecy of Rasulullah. Our job is to ensure, protect our home. Protect our home. Take care of your wife and your kids. Take care of your husband and your children. Take care of your siblings. 
Yes, number one. Number two, take care of those amongst your closer friends and relatives. Number three, work on your community. Create an enclave. Every one of us needs to find three, four, five like-minded families. Yes, like-minded families that your wives connect with one another. The husbands connect with one another. Our kids connect with one another. We have to create these enclaves. And we have to ensure that all this talk that we're doing, that the world thinks we're cuckoo and we're crazy, at least you have to have three, four people who don't think you're crazy. Just like the people of the cave, the three, four of them, five, six of them, however many were they, they took shelter in the cave, this is the time has arrived. For us to stay in our communities, be active participants, I'm not saying don't do all of that, but there needs to be a group of friends that you bounce ideas off of. If you try to go and speak to the general public, they're gonna think, my God, what did they feed you in that retreat? Huh? What was going on over there? They're not gonna understand, you're right. They're not gonna understand. Subhanallah, so you and I, the, you, the purpose of this retreat, beloved brothers and sisters, is for us to have a wake-up call. And I want you to understand, all the talks from Friday till now, if you listen to any of them, a section of it, a sound bite of it, you're gonna be as, and you, you're gonna be as confused as the ones who never showed up, or more confused rather. Similarly, if anyone does khiyana against this retreat and the speakers by taking sound bites and sharing it out of context, this is exactly what the journalists from the Islamophobic church channels do. You have an amazing interview, and you wonder how in the world did they paint me like this? Because that's what they do. The whole goal of it is to try to paint a bad picture for a Muslim. So, I ask you not to become one of those Islamophobes. That you attended this conference, beginning to end, or just a portion of it, don't take talks out of context. Don't clip speeches and share them. Just for what? For you to enjoy your popcorn. Because there's too many, too many people who love drama. I don't have time for drama. And I hope you are more mature than to be enjoying drama. Not drama on, online, and not drama in the Muslim community. This does not benefit us. The, every single speaker who spoke here, spoke inshallah with ikhlas. With sincerity, only because they love you, and they love themselves, and they love the Ummah of Rasulullah and they love everyone. And it is our job as representatives of our teachers, and our parents, and our ulama, of the past and eventually of Rasulullah to speak what's right. So by no means were we trying to make someone feel bad. By no means were we trying to take intentional jabs to push someone down to, to, to what you call to get over a bigger share of the market. A'udhu billahi min shaitan rajim These type of things I hear. If you do that, then you, are, you, will, you will have to respond to Allah yourself. Do not cause fitna. Do not cause fitna. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Don't cause fitna. If you benefited from here, alhamdulillah, go back and bring change within yourself and your family. But don't sit there and, this, this, and just to watch drama, to say, oh, did he, you know, what did you say about this? What do you say about that? I heard this scholar said this, what do you say about that? That type of nonsense is something you and I need to be far away from. And if you hear someone saying that or speaking like that, stop them. Because we're not here to further divide an ummah that's already divided. We're not here to open up another sect or a group. We're not here to establish another new madhab. Our goal is to bring as many people back to the original sunnah of Rasulullah wasallam. Some will understand, some will not understand. Those who don't understand, you make dua for them and you move on. As I said, the pie is huge. Massive amount of people are waiting for hidayah. But let's not cause ikhtilaf. Let's not go, like, try to topple down the statue, right? It doesn't help. Going back, 
Get involved in your community, but do it with maturity. Make mashura with your parents. Make mashura with your elders. Make mashura with your ulama. As young people, don't use your excited, you know, uh, excitement to go do something which will bring further harm to the ummah. These talks were meant to teach the truth and unveil the uh, unveil the truth and remove the veils from our eyes. And if they have been successful in that, alhamdulillah, we ask Allah for qabuliyah. And if they weren't, we ask Allah for forgiveness. But by, by no means are these talks meant to alienate anyone. And these talks are not meaning to, uh, you know, turn any, to, turn, to, 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 to make someone feel hurt. You will see me walking and meeting with all sorts of people, speaking in all different venues. I spoke about this earlier. All sorts of venues. That's our job. We will meet and greet anyone and everyone. That's what we've learned from our teachers. We'll speak, we'll preach what's right, what, we, what we've been taught is right. But we will shake hands and meet and sit and enjoy time uh, 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 with anyone who is willing to do so. Any good discussion you want to have, alhamdulillah, we're ready for that. Our colleagues are ready for that. There is no such thing as hate. If what we hate is anything goes against the sunnah. But we've been taught not to hate the people who commit sin. Right? But love the sinner and hate the sin. All types of sins. Any type of addiction, any type of sin... Hate the sin, not the sinner. So please make sure you take this very important note from us on your way out as well, inshallah, tabarak wa ta'ala. So these were some concluding remarks of this retreat. I ask Allah Azza wa Jal to uh, accept from all of us uh, whatever was said uh, whatever was said and heard. If you're just joining us now, please do listen online for the weekend and beyond that. These are some quickly some programs. I just want to sh- invite you all to join. Alhamdulillah, we have our uh, graduation of our Khatm al-Bukhari is the first event that's going to be taking place June 18th weekend, our Hifz graduation and one-year students, approximately 80, 80, 85 students graduating from the one-year program. Insha'Allah, tabarak wa ta'ala, they will, please join us on Saturday, um, uh, it's, it's, and then June 17th, and then on June 18th, insha'Allah, will be the Khatm al-Bukhari. This is our, um, this is our largest group First, alhamdulillah, group of 24 boys and girls, men and women, 10 sisters and 14 brothers, mashallah, graduating from across the country uh, from our seven-year uh, sharia program. So please join us for this Khatm al-Bukhari occasion, June 18th, and then on June 17th is the one-year graduation, inshallah. And then these are programs happening over the summer. Very briefly, June 20th, the Deen Intensive will start. Similarly, June 20th, the Tarbiyah for Tots will start. And similarly, June 20th, the Quran, Islamic Studies, and Sports Camp for Kids will start. Notice, where it starts, Tarbiyah for Tots, ages 4 to 5. Then, uh, Quran, Islamic Studies will be 6 to 7, 8 to 10, 11 to 14. And then, uh, Islamic Studies, uh, the Deen Intensive, is for 16 and above. We might have some mature 15-year-olds, but this is more than 16 and above. So these are our programs, pretty much from ages 4 all the way up to any number. Right? This, these programs start June 20th. You are welcome to join from wherever the country. Come in person and get an Airbnb, a hotel, extended stay, a one-month apartment, inshallah, and have all of your, subhanAllah, all of your um, uh, children enrolled in one of these programs. And then August 14th, inshallah, we'll be accepting our 12th batch of the one-year students, the Tanweer program. And the deadline for that is July 4th weekend for application. So if any of you are considering after listening to these talks, any boys and girls are considering inshallah to do the one year this year, I encourage you to please quickly apply online 
and inshallah have your inter- interview done and then living arrangements and applic- all those other financial aid forms etc all that stuff needs to be taken care of the earlier you apply the better uh, some of you said you want it to the, want these talks to marinate and I mentioned that marinade also gets expired after some time if you leave your marinated chicken for three weeks or two weeks it's, it's, you have to throw it away right so mar- allow it to marinate for two three days but not more than that inshallah I hope uh, whatever these programs will serve as an opportunity for people, inshallah, to, to learn further and then go back to the communities and inshallah share whatever they learn. Last but not least, next year's retreat is inshallah, ta'ala. Um, the dates are for that are out and that is June 7th to 9th. So I want you immediately, if you have a phone, please pick up your phone right now, kindly, and just put it on there. Type it in or text message your spouse or put it in your Google Calendar. Right? June 7th to 9th. It's not on here. It's not on this uh, file right here. But I'm just telling you here, June 7th to 9th, inshallah, will be next year's uh, annual retreat. June 7th to 9th. Don't say you didn't hear about it. Right? We're telling you a full year in advance. Full year in advance. June 7th to 9th is inshallah ta'ala, next year's retreat. And the winter intensive Sira conference, you can take a picture of this. You'll have all these programs of the entire year, inshallah, over here. I ask Allah Azza wa Jal to accept immensely from all of you who came today and for the past weekend. I ask Allah Azza wa Jal to accept our volunteers, both from the men and the women, our students, our patrons, all of those people, mashallah, who work behind the scenes to make a program like this successful. I appreciate my parents and all of our asatidah who, who are constantly making dua who I have called and reached out to, and alhamdulillah, or making dua for the success of this program. I want to thank our dhikr jamaat, who read countless amounts of Surah Al-Baqarah. And mashallah, thousands and hundreds and thousands of dhikr were done. And alhamdulillah, behind the scenes, they're working around the clock. I want to thank all those who did i'tikaf. I want to thank all those who'd fasted in anticipation of this program. And I want all of those who made dua in the haram for this program. All of those, mashallah, you have a full share of any and all good that has come out of this program. And your reward is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are many dua requests for people who are very sick from cancer, car accidents, coma, other type of diseases. We ask Allah to grant all of them shifa through the barakah of this blessed gathering. We ask Allah to, to grant maghfirah to all those who have passed away from the ummah. And we ask Allah to grant sabr to those who are going through difficulty and those who are going through any type of situation who are present here. Inshallah, we ask Allah Azza wa Jal through the barakah of the tens of ulama who are here, through their barakah, Allah Azza wa Jal remove their problems. Inshallah, we'll conclude, conclude the dua and after Salatul Asr, we'll have a special, all the ulama who are here, we'll have Hazrat Mawlana Abdul Moisab will be addressing the ulama separately. So I request all the ulama after the Asr, Inshallah, if you can move to the side prayer hall to my right, to your left, Inshallah, and we'll have a, a short informal gathering with Hazrat, Inshallah. So we request you to, to join us for that. And Alhamdulillah, our volunteers, Mashallah, Tabarak wa Ta'ala, did an amazing job today from Dhuhr till now cleaning up whatever work there's left please on your way out if you see a piece of garbage pick it up if you see something out of place fix it Alhamdulillah they've worked tirelessly 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 uh, the team under uh, brother Wasim, Alhamdulillah and the whole team of Ansar Allahu Akbar each and everyone I cannot take their names Allah knows their names but they've, they've broken their backs sisters and brothers really they've broken their backs for 5,000 people you know to be in and out for these past three days so I request you to please make dua for them for their qubuliyat or for their acceptance they are just as human as like you and I are and they have a lot of issues going on in their own lives but they sacrificed all of that in order for our comfort in order for us to be here and enjoy these programs so do not forget them in your duas inshallah
بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم انت السلام وانك السلام وتبارك في هذا الجلال والاكرام اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك اللهم يا حي يا قيوم يا احد الصمد الذي لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا احد اللهم يا حنان يا منان يا بديع السماوات والارض يا ذا الجلال والاكرام والعزه التي لا ترام اللهم يا حي يا قيوم يا حي يا قيوم يا حي يا قيوم هو الله الذي لا اله الا هو الرحمن الرحيم الملك القدوس سلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر الخالق البارئ المصور الغفار القهار الوهاب الرزاق الفتاح العليم القابض الباسط الخافض الرافع المعز المذل السميع البصير الحكم العدل اللطيف الخبير الحليم العظيم الغفور الشكور العلي الكبير الحفيظ المقيت الحسيب الجليل الكريم الرقيب المجيب الواسع الحكيم الودود المجيد الباعث الشهيد الحق الوكيل القوي المتين الولي الحميد المحصي المبدي المعيد المحي المميت الحي القيوم الواجد الماجد الواحد الأحد الصمد القادر المقتدر المقدر المقدم المؤخر الأول الآخر الظاهر الباطن الوالي المتعالي البر التواب المنتقم العفو الرؤوف مالك الملك ذو الجلال والإكرام المقصد الجامع الغني المغني المانع الضار النافع النور الهادي البديع الباقي الوارث الرشيد الصبور ليس كمثله شيء وهو السميع البصير اللهم يا حنان يا منان يا بديع السماوات والأرض اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وإسرافنا في أمرنا وثبت أقدامنا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد صلاة تنجينا بها من جميع الأحوال والآفات وتقضي لنا بها جميع الحاجات وتطهر تهرنا بها من جميع السيئات وترفعنا بها عندك على درجات وتبلغنا بها أقصى الغايات من جميع الخيرات في الحياة وبعد الممات إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم يا حي يا قيوم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وإسرافنا في أمرنا وثبت أقدامنا وانصرنا على قوم الكافرين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا أفرغ علينا الصبر وتوفنا مسلمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما رب ارحمهما كما ربياني صغيرة رب ارحمهما كما ربياني صغيرة رب ارحمهما كما ربياني صغيرة ربنا هب لنا من لدنك ذرية طيبة ربنا هب لنا من لدنك ذرية طيبة ربنا هب لنا من لدنك ذرية طيبة ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين ربي إني مغلوب فانتصر 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 وفوض أمري إلى الله إن الله بصير من العباد وفوض أمري إلى الله إن الله بصير من العباد وفوض أمري إلى الله إن الله بصير من العباد اللهم يا حي يا قيوم اللهم إنا نسألك التقوى والتقى والعفاف والغنى اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم أصلح لنا ديننا الذي هو عصمة أمرنا وأصلح لنا دنيانا التي فيها معاشنا وأصلح لنا أخرة التي فيها معادنا وجعل الحياة زيادة لنا في كل خير وجعل الموت راحة لنا من كل شر اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم مغفرتك أوسع من ذنوبنا ورحمتك أرجع عندنا من عملنا اللهم مغفرتك أوسع من ذنوبنا ورحمتك أرجع عندنا من عملنا اللهم مغفرتك أوسع من ذنوبنا ورحمتك أرجع عندنا من عملنا اللهم يا حي يا قيوم إنا نسألك رضاك والجنة وما قرب إليها من قول أو عمل ونعوذ بك من سخطك والنار وما قرب إليها من قول أو عمل اللهم ألهمنا مراشد أمورنا وأعذنا من شرور أنفسنا اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من علم لا ينفع ومن قلب لا يخشى ومن عين لا تدمع ومن نفس لا تشبع اللهم إنا نسألك اللهم نور قلوبنا بعلمك واستعمل أبداننا لطاعتك ووفقنا لما تحب وترضى من القول والعمل والفعل والنية بالهداء إنك على كل شيء قدير أو الله 
ask you to accept this gathering from beginning to end. Oh Allah, all the planning that has been going on for months in advance. Oh Allah, the countless literally weeks that of effort of our brothers and sisters into making sure every talk and every speech and every, every aspect of this event was catered to the audience. And oh Allah, catered to the needs of our audience. Oh Allah, we ask you to reward all those individuals behind the scenes who have been tirelessly working for months. Oh Allah, none besides you know the reality of their challenges and their difficulties. Oh Allah, oh Allah, we are here sitting plucking the fruits of Ya Allah, tens of brothers and sisters who have, uh, Ya Allah, who have volunteered. Ya Allah, their hours, their, their nights, and their weeknights, and their weekends. And Ya Allah, their days, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, there are people literally, Ya Allah, who have take to, who've taken time off from work. Oh Allah, who have resigned from their work for a month. Simply, Ya Allah, to work for this retreat. Oh Allah, oh Allah, please allow the ajr, full ajr of this retreat to go to them, to their parents, to their teachers. And oh Allah, through the barakah of the efforts, Ya Allah, allow all of their obstacles of their deen and dunya to be removed, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, from beginning to end, whoever attended whatever portion of the program, Oh Allah, we ask you to allow all of us to be completely forgiven. Oh Allah, allow our major and minor sins, allow us to repent from them. Oh Allah, allow our sins to be converted into good deeds, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, allow us all to find the repugnance in our heart for the sins. Oh Allah, allow us to hate sin, allow us to see sin as sin and virtue as virtue. Ya Allah, we ask you to grant us the ability to hate sin, to leave sin. Oh Allah, whoever is addicted to any type of mistakes and sins, Ya Allah, allow them to overcome these addictions. Allow them to overcome the nafs and shaitan. Allow them to be aware of the plots and the ploys of shaitan and the whisperings of shaitan as well as the plots of the nafs, ya Allah. Oh Allah, make us all aware of the well thought out plans of Iblis against us and our families. Oh Allah, please do not save us from becoming deluded. Save us from falling prey to Iblis and our nafs. Save us, ya Allah, from becoming blinded by Iblis and our nafs. Oh Allah, grant us the ability to see the armies of Iblis miles away. Allow us to see the, the, the khabatha and the evilness of our nafs from miles away. And oh Allah, then give us the strength to be able to take on the right proper strategy to protect ourselves from the onslaught of the armies of Iblis and from the onslaught of our own nafs al-ammarah. Oh Allah, none can save us from the armies of Iblis and none can save us from our nafs besides you. Oh Allah, if you turn away from us, we are gone. Oh Allah, if you turn away from us for even a moment, we will have lost ourselves. Oh Allah, whatever khayr and good any one of us has done till today and whatever we're doing today, whatever we will be able to do in the future, it is only through your grace and fadl. Oh Allah, if your grace doesn't enshroud us, we will be the biggest of sinners. We'll be the most lost of people. Oh Allah, we'll become the biggest of hypocrites. Oh Allah, with nothing, nothing is our own faith in Iman is not safe without your grace. Oh Allah, please do not allow your fadl and your grace to move away from us. Oh Allah, allow us all to be floating in your grace and fadl, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, allow your, 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 your nur, Ya Allah, to come and enshroud us from all directions, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, allow your mahabba and your love to, to, to enshroud us, Ya Allah. Allow us, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, to be squeezed the way a mother squeezes her child. Allow us to be squeezed by your mercy, Allah. And O oh Allah, the way a father will protect his son and daughter from every single enemy. O oh Allah, we ask you, Allah, treat us the way, Ya Allah, a small child is protected by her, his or her parents. O oh Allah, protect us from all the enemies from amongst the humans and the hum- enemies amongst the jinn, Ya Allah. O oh Allah, we are absolutely helpless in front of you. O oh Allah, we're absolutely helpless in front of you. We cannot raise our hands without your permission. We cannot speak without your permission. O oh Allah, we beg you, Ya Allah, do not let us go on our own, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, please do not, do not turn away from us even for a moment, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, we beg you, Ya Allah, that allow the attendees and the speakers and the well-wishers and the volunteers and the teachers and the asatid of this institution and every single staff member and every single student here and their past, present, future student and every single attendee and, and musalli, men and women, young and old. Oh Allah, whatever type of issues that they're going through in their life, Ya Allah, we ask you through the blessings of the hundreds of, of people who are here and the 
tens of ulama that are here, and the tens of elderly people here, and the hundreds and tens of young innocent children are here. Oh Allah, we ask you to grant through the barakah of all of that, forgiveness to all of us. Oh Allah, remove any and all obstacles of deen and dunya from all of our lives. Oh Allah, you are aware of what every single person who is listening to this now or will listen to this later, what they are going through. Oh Allah, we beg you together, Ya Allah, to have mercy upon us. Do not test us more than we can be tested. Do not test us more than we can handle. Oh Allah, grant us strength in our test. Allow us to be successful in any test you put us through. Oh Allah, and allow us to recognize every test as a test, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, save us from becoming delusional, Ya Allah. Save us from being deluded, Ya Allah. Save us from being misled, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, Allow the husbands and wives, Ya Allah, to have an amazing, loving, caring relationship, Ya Allah. Allow every son, every, every husband to take care of his wife. Allow every wife to take care of her, of her husband. O Allah, do not allow shaitan and nafs to have a share in it. O Allah, protect our marriages from the evil effects of shaitan. O Allah, our marriages left and right and center right, are being attacked, Ya Allah. Viciously being attacked by Iblis and his armies. O Allah, none can protect these marriages of the good and, 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 and the young and old. Ya Allah, so many, Ya Allah, well-to-do ansar of the deen and ulama of the deen's own marriages are, are, Ya Allah, are being affected. O oh Allah, we beg you, Ya Allah, to guide them and their spouses, Ya Allah, and protect them from the evil effects of shaitan and nafs, Ya Allah. O oh Allah, those who are, who are not married, make it easy for all of them to find the very best of spouses. O oh Allah, all those fathers and mothers who are looking for their children, and all those brothers, sisters who are looking for themselves, O oh Allah, we ask you, Ya Allah, to make it easy for every single person to find someone who will keep them on the track, who will keep them chaste, who will keep them on, regular on the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Allah, please facilitate and make it easy for families to find good matches for their sons and daughters, Ya Allah. O oh Allah, make it easy for everyone who's trying to remain chaste. Allow them to be able to find a good partner, Ya Allah. O oh Allah, allow the relationship between parents and children to improve. O oh Allah, allow the children to become dutiful to the parents. O oh Allah, allow them to become dutiful to the parents. Allow them to become respectful to the parents. Allow the parents, Ya Allah, to become caring, loving, nice with the children. O oh Allah, teach every parent here how to raise his kids, Ya Allah. O oh Allah, teach every parent here how to raise his kids, Ya Allah. O oh Allah, please protect us all from the fitna of music, Ya Allah. Protect us all from the fitna of anime, Ya Allah. Protect us all from the fitna of social media, Ya Allah. Protect us all from the fitna of obscene images, Ya Allah. O Allah, protect us all from any and all forms of zina, Ya Allah. Of the eyes and the ears, of the mind, of the heart, of the tongue, and every other limb of the body, Ya Allah. O Allah, close the doors of zina. Open up the doors of halal, nikah, Ya Allah. O Allah, protect our youth in high schools and colleges, Ya Allah. O Allah, protect them, Ya Allah. For Allah, protect their faith, Ya Allah. Protect their chastity, protect their iman, Ya Allah. O Allah, O Allah, we are living in a very challenging, difficult era. O Allah, none can allow us, no one can save us from this fitna besides you. O Allah, save all of us, Ya Allah. Save our generations, Ya Allah. Save our progeny, Ya Allah. O Allah, we ask Ya Allah to protect all the deeny institutions, all the efforts of deen, all the efforts of da'wah and tabligh, all our khanqahs, all of our madaris across the globe, Ya Allah. In any and all deeny efforts that are happening according to the manhaj of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, O Allah, we ask you to protect them from evil attacks of shaitan, from the humans and shayateen, from the jinn, Ya Allah. O Allah, grant all the workers of deen Ikhlas, Ya Allah. Grant all the workers of deen ikhlas, Ya Allah. Grant them all proper ilm, Ya Allah. O oh Allah, we ask you, Ya Allah, all those ulama who are here, whatever deeny work they're involved in, wherever they are involved in, Ya Allah, grant them barakah, grant them success, grant them growth, grant them qubuliyah and acceptance, Ya Allah. Whoever has come from whichever institution or masjid or madrasa, O oh Allah, grant them all protection of their masajid and mas- institutions and madaris. O oh Allah, allow them all to grow and allow them to be able to continue to become, Ya Allah, beacon of light for, and a beacon of guidance, Ya Allah. O oh Allah, we ask 
ask you to protect this institution and all aspects of this institution from the evil effects of hasad, from the evil effects of ayn, from the evil effects of shayateen, from the humans and the jinn, or from the evil effects of sihar, from the evil effects and the plots and planning of the armies of shayateen, from the humans and the jinn, ya Allah. Oh Allah, we ask you to allow your millions and millions of angels, ya Allah, to remain on guard for all of these institutions. Oh Allah, allow the people who attend these institutions and who run these institutions and who support these institutions, allow all of them to remain steadfast on the sunnah. Allow them all to be utilize a'mal, azkar, uh, and, and sadaqah, along with everything else, to protect their institutions, Ya Allah. Allow all of us, Ya Allah, to go back to the basics. Allow us all to become, Ya Allah, people of ruhaniyat. Allow all of us to become people of spirituality. Allow all of us to become people who have ta'alluq with you, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, all these boys and girls who are here, Ya Allah, who've come from a very different environment and attending these talks here. Ya Allah, make it easy for them to digest what they heard. Make it easy for them to understand what they heard. Make it easy for them to practice and propagate what they heard. Oh Allah, we ask you, Ya Allah, save this, this, this event from becoming a means of any or a type of fitna for the community, for any type of ya Allah, misunderstanding for the community, but rather make it a rahmah wherever it goes. Whoever attended here, allow them to go back to their communities as a source of rahmah. Oh Allah, so many have requested for dua for people who are sick in their family. Grant them all shifa, those who are suffering physical illnesses, spiritual illnesses, emotional illnesses, Psychiatric illnesses, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, we ask you, or any type of, Ya, ya Allah, shayateeni illnesses. Oh Allah, we ask you to grant them all shifa. Grant them all shifa. Grant them all shifa. Oh Allah, you are shafi. You are shafi. Please grant all of us shifa from any and all diseases that we may be suffering from. Grant maghfirah and shifa to our parents, our children, our siblings, and our loved ones. Oh Allah, open up the doors of halal risk for us. Close the doors of haram for upon us. Oh Allah, we ask you, Allah, the way we gathered here out of your love, allow us to depart with your love and make this love that we've had for the past two days for one another. Oh Allah, make this long-lasting love, Ya Allah. Grant ikhlas in this love and make it a means of us being gathered with one another under your throne on the day of judgment. Oh Allah, grant us a beautiful life of iman. Death with iman. Raise us under the banner of Rasulullah with complete iman. Make our Ya Allah reckoning easy. Make the, uh, the Protect us from the horrors of the day of judgment. Allow us to receive our book of deeds in our right hand in front of us. Allow us to cross over Jahannam at the speed of lightning. Allow us to enter the highest levels of Jannah with absolutely no hisab, with absolutely no reckoning. Oh Allah, grant us the company of Nabiyyin, Siddiqin, in Salihin in Jannah. Oh Allah, oh Allah, all those who are sitting here, yet now, whatever dua they're making, or whatever duas they made in the past two days, or whatever dua they will make after Asr, we beg you to accept all of their duas. We beg you to accept our duas. We beg you, Allah, to accept our duas. We beg you to accept our duas. We ask you, Allah, to grant us the highest levels of ikhlas and allow us to always regard ourselves as the most insincere of people. Oh Allah, grant us ikhlas and allow us to always be doubting our intentions. Oh Allah, grant us forgiveness, but always allow us to always be worried about our forgiveness. Oh Allah. Allah, whatever khayr and good Rasulullah had asked you of, grant us, Ya Allah, that good. Whatever evil Rasulullah had sought refuge in you from, grant us refuge from all of those things. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifoon. Wa salamun ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Ameen. I would like to make special, inshallah, dua and mention these, our dhikr team, registration team, airport pickup and drop off. Overnight team who did stayed awake all night from, from 11 till 7. Canteen team, food serving team, AV team, sisters team, uh, who had equivalent of all of these on their end except for the night team. Alhamdulillah, our security as well, parking team. Uh, these are standing outside all day. I want you all, please, if you can, 
Just make dua for them and on your way out, shake hands with them and say, Jazakumullah khaira. It will really go a long way. If all of us can see any volunteer, any student that you saw doing some khidmat, shake hands with them, say, Brother, I enjoyed this weekend because of you and I want to make dua for you. This will really be something powerful way to gift all of these brothers who have done so much for us, inshaAllah, tabarak wa ta'ala. Jazakumullah khaira. Subhanallah, bihamdi, subhanakallah, bihamdik. Nashadu wa ilaha illa, nastaghfiru tu bilayk. InshaAllah, our asr sal adhan will begin. And after that, inshaAllah, jama'ah will be held.